<laughs> so I don't know if this is just a random coincidence. I saw two different donkey videos on TikTok today, <laughs> and I just would love donkey talk to be a real thing. Now, I need you to clarify okay? what you mean by a donkey video. Uh, mm, somebody mm. has TikToked a donkey. Okay, I, well, I need that, that didn't, further clarified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not really sure. Do you need to know the details of the video? or do you I need to know whether or not I'm they saying? took a video on TikTok of a donkey or whether they force-fed a donkey a clock and you're using a really fun new <laughs> yeah, slang for it. Yeah, it's 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 like Peter Pan, but for the barnyard. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a crocodile, it's a, it's, a donkey. it's an evil donkey with a clock. <laughs> that clock is inside my ass now. It's Saturday morning, Tuesdays, everybody, an adult podcast about children's cartoons. I'm your host, Rory. I'm Andy. And I'm Austin. We are in, we're, we're in the, we're in the, uh, I guess you could say the, the deep middle of oh. our magical Golarg. Yeah. The, the hard the middle. The girthy center. The, the girthy center. <laughs> yeah. The, I was uh, going to say the creamy center, but that was a couple weeks the, ago. It's too, it's too late for cream. We're in, we're <laughs> in what's known colloquially as the, uh, the, you know, the, uh, the, the good, uh, it, we're in what everybody usually calls. <laughs> All this is staying in. The thickum. We're uh-huh. in, well, <laughs> we're in, the, we're in everybody. We're in. You ever just taken a fish out of water and watched him flop around on dry land? And then you think about putting him back in, but you just kind of like the way he flops. That thick fish could flop all day, baby. I got nowhere to be. <laughs> The cream, the cream is a top man's game. Cream, cream goes up the top, and we're past the cream. Yeah, right I'm not below a... the cream layer is the thickum layer. We found the thickum, <laughs> what geologists call the thickum of the milk. I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The milk. I don't thickum. really. I don't think geologists have a need to specify that their work has a thick part. Like, <laughs> oh, hey, we found a, we found more thick stuff. Great job, geologists. Nice, nice going, Dan. You found more thickness. I think we just found thick geologists, which <laughs> uh, is a is a tab on my browser. <laughs> I have very specific tastes. Just keeps giving me Ross, though, and that's <laughs> oh, damn. He's a paleontologist. Not not according to this Google search. <laughs> So, uh, so this is this is part what five? This is part five, technically, of the numbered parts of our uh, our magical girl arc, and we're if continuing anybody's on been with... counting, it would be you. So, uh... yeah, I'm. Well, I'm sorry that one of us has to be the one to count. <laughs> <laughs> I did almost get a, a a minor in college in counting. Yeah, so. <laughs> I got a math major with a focus in counting. <laughs> they asked Rory if he wanted to do any math, and he said he, he spent that time on getting another English degree, I think. That's pretty much yeah. what happened. So, yeah, so we've got we've got more Madoka and more Sailor Moon today. And uh, uh, do we want to just go? Do we want to just do it? 
Well, uh, well, what do we do when we're in the thick of the can, can we? Can we? D- no, you can't. You can't dive. We can't dive because we're. <laughs> we barely gotta, move. <laughs> <laughs> we're like we're too, we're too buoyant to pierce this this thick salty sea here in the thickum. So let's. Uh, we'll we'll edit something in. We're we're it, we're in it now. Our new theme is that we're editing something in later. <laughs> Everybody, we are uh, still just kind of padding out, and and I, I would say, well, yeah, we're we're just sort of marking <laughs> the space where we're going to edit in a workable theme for the episode mm-hmm, right here. Mm-hmm. And so this is kind of we're creating the dotted outline of where I've got it's a lot of Chris in. Rock jokes that I think are going to fit well into our into our shtick. Well, oh, yeah, okay. I mean, well, we'll we'll talk we'll about content strategy afterwards. later. Here, let me yeah, let me exactly. let me make a quick note about it. Oh, I hate it when he acts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so our first show that we watched is Madoka Magica, which is a f- oh, God. Don't uh, the full title again. You is mean P- Puella Magi Madoka Magica? <laughs> Puella Magi Ma- Madoka Magica. Yes. Or Maho Shoujo Madoka Magica, if you prefer. Thank you. Perfect. Uh, How does it possibly translate to Puella? It doesn't. Okay. It doesn't at all. They just wanted Latin. They wanted Latin in there, and they thought it was fun. It's also bad Latin. Latin. is fun. Puella <laughs> definitely sounds like a weird anatomical part, right? Or, this... like, or like someone tried to spell paella and missed really badly. Uh, I, I was going to go food, too. I was thinking oh? like, a, like a soft dessert is a Puella. Oh, mm. yeah, sure. Taking soft licks of my puella. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> regardless, we are on episode two of Madoka Magica, and that episode is called "That Would Be Truly Wonderful." And here is the synopsis: Madoka and Sayaka learn about magical girls and witches from Mommy and Kubi. Kubi <laughs> explains that he will grant Madoka and Sayaka each one wish in exchange for them to become magical girls, and the two contemplate what to wish for. That does leave out the action sequence. It, it does. does indeed. Uh, but, but I'm okay with uh, that. The emotional the, core of the episode is uh, still worth talking about. It oh, is. absolutely. Yeah. And I think we covered this a bit in the first episode, but we are in this kind of liminal space where we know there's a big twist coming and we mm-hmm. don't know what it is yet. <laughs> and Andy knows what it is. Well, I don't but even know if know it's so that... much of a twist, but I, I don't want I don't want to like hype you up for some sort okay. of like earth shattering I, I have, twist. I have, I have speculations, but I feel like they're a little bit unearned because uh, I was told of the Shyamalan of it all, <laughs> and so it yeah, doesn't really I feel guess, fair. Yeah, and I really, I really don't want to to play this with like you, like there's some sort of giant like whoa crazy twist. It's more just like. You know, 
and evolving and evolving tone and learning more about stuff and like being surprised. You know what I mean? Okay, sure. Like, and and I think I think a lot of that extends through the rest of the season. But um, but yeah, I, I again, I don't want to say too much. But to your point, yes, we're waiting for a shoe to drop. And even if you knew nothing about this, I feel like the tone would tell you that. Yeah, you know? totally. I think so. So off the, off the top of my head, from from my two English degrees. Mm, uh, mm, mm. I I would say there is a somewhat hostile energy from Cube uh, and his <laughs> and his uh, pro- promise of a wish in in uh, in exchange for eternal servitude. Well, it's it's odd because okay, so there is this this uh, a bit of a framing narrative where like the the last episode apparently what they did immediately afterwards was go to mommy's house. <laughs> Sounds really funny to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> they went to mommy's house and had tea and they discussed what a lot of this stuff was and like what it meant. And she told them all about magical girls. And we're sort of cutting back and forth between that flashback and like the next day. And during this flashback, Cuba definitely says uh, that they have uh, he will grant them one wish as a part of their contract. It's like, OK, here's one dope thing. You'll get a wish. And they're like, cool. And then he says. In exchange, the soul gem is created. And the soul gem is supposedly where the magical girls get their power. And it sounded like he was going to say, in exchange, something bad happens. But instead he said, in exchange, another good thing happens. Well, the bad thing is the, uh, you know, uh, lifetime of battle, um, I think. Uh, Right. The lifetime of battling witches. Sure, sure, sure. Um, (laughs) Which is kind of funny out of context. It is funny. (laughs) You are now sworn to a life of fighting witches. This is just what we do. We got to fight witches. Now that Um, you're in the club, you get to fight witches. (laughs) But it's a fun moral dilemma, like uh, the prospect of any wish is a pretty big carrot. Well, and the the coolest and I think the most interesting aspect of that is that where we see this happen normally in other narratives is we already know what the character is going to wish for, right? Their entire character has been built around, oh, my father died and he's an angel hero and all I want to do is bring him back or like a full metal alchemist, like they try to bring their mom back. You know, and this whole sort of like, it's an obvious choice for most protagonists. uh, And I was kind of getting vibes that Sayaka might uh, make sort of a love potion witch or love potion wish. Um, Hmm. Could be totally off base there, but she's uh, she's pretty thirsty this episode. Yeah. Who, who, do you, who, do you, who do you think she's thirsting after? Madoka. You think you think you're getting you're getting vibes of of attracted to Madoka? Yeah. Mm. Are you well, at, it doesn't. You it at, doesn't. Well, no, 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 no. I, I, to be honest, like I've said earlier, I don't remember enough of the details about this whole show to like tell you one way or another on that. Uh, what I'll say is that your 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 thought is supported by. Uh, this funny recurring plot. <laughs> no, this funny recurring moment where like they they're now super close because they've had this crazy experience and their third wheel friend. Uh, what's her What's her name? It's like uh, it's, um, uh, Midori. He, no, no, Hitomi. Uh, no, Hitomi. Hitomi is like immediately getting vibes like they're now dating and she's like, "No, don't you understand? This is a love that can never be. I'm a third wheel." And she runs away and they're like, "Oh, you don't get it though. We're not dating." But, like, she's clearly picking up on something, so... Yeah. There's a layer of separation in a show about, I mean, in this case, Magical Girls, but, like, what's meant to be metaphor and what's meant to be literal is a little bit obfuscated. 
Um, yeah, especially the fact that they literally call them magical girls in the show. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like they don't they don't cloak it behind their own brand of of magical girl title. Oh, you're going to be a sailor scout. You're going to be a whatever, right. right? Yeah, they call it magical a, a, a girl. A card captor. It's like saying, "Neo, <laughs> you're about to become a matrix guy." <laughs> <laughs> You're about to become a Matrix type. You're about to become a Keanu Reeves in the Matrix uh, with this <laughs> <Yeah>. power. <laughs> well, so the other thing I wanted to say about what uh, your the thing you were talking about earlier uh, about the wish and sort of like the wish angle being kind of oddly different here in this show. I also think that something like getting any wish granted is a carrot they put at the end of the journey. Yeah. And yeah. And in this, it's a reward for starting. And it seems pretty wild that they would be like, yeah, sign this contract and we grant your wish today. And that I don't know. I mean, I can understand why they're having like trepidation about it. Like they're like, well, what the fuck do we wish for? We can do wish for anything. And right. it our le- lives leads are to <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a sort of odd like and Sayaka calls it out. Um, but I'll, I don't know exactly how much. It was a sort of class warfare uh, dog whistle. But, Mm -hmm. you know, she's like, why is nobody offering a wish to people who have endured suffering and might have insight into what to wish for? My life's pretty good and I'm a child and I don't know what to wish for. (laughs) Yeah. She literally is like, I think we might be too privileged and maybe we're not the right people for this because we don't have anything that we would literally stake our lives to get because our lives are pretty kosh right now. Yeah. I think that's a really cool concept that it is a a really like realistic way for them to feel floating. They're going to fully blow their wishes. Like that's that's what they're setting up. (laughs) These two girls are going to wish for some dumb shit. (laughs) Well, totally. But also like it also makes you you think about like. Again, it's that it's that all story problem of how hyped up we've made orphans to be. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like of like, uh, man, I really thought being an orphan would be way cooler. Right. Because I'd have all these, you know, cool plots thrust at me. Yeah. And everyone cool was an orphan. Right. Right. And now you have these two kids that are like not orphans and their lives are normal and they don't, you know. They weren't cursed yeah. or they weren't like they didn't have a tragic loss and they're just chill. And now they get superpowers, but no character yet. development. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it also there was a fun conversation. We had another one of these teeth brushing scenes with Madoka and her mom. And Madoka's like, so, Ma, hypothetically, if you got any wish in the world, what would you do? And she immediately starts going boss bitch. And she's like, well, I'd have yeah. those two trustees driven straight out of the company. Maybe I'd also have that CEO retire. Hmm, maybe I no, could be so, CEO. It, it, it's so Japanese because she wants the trustees to die. But then there's this, like, beloved CEO who she hopes just retires. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, I I, uh, I just thought it was really funny. I mean, she immediately knew what she wanted. But that's like, you know. She's an adult. She's different. Like, the, you know, we're also dealing with kind of that difference. Also, right? it's a bitch wish. It's like if you wish for anything, just to be the boss of a company is still a pretty low wish. It right. is. When when solving world peace is always <laughs> uh-huh. on the table. <laughs> it's on the table, mom. Um, there's another aspect of this bargain <laughs> that we haven't talked about yet, which yes. is that. Well, which is which is uh-huh. that uh, a lot of these magical girls will have reason to compete against one another. The So the girl that we encountered last week is not actually a witch. She is another magical girl, 
And when you kill a witch or banish a witch, I guess kill, um, yeah. they produce a grief seed mm-hmm. and or or a witch egg, I guess. <laughs> also, <Yeah. laughs> which feels very Rory, I think. <laughs> Rory, can you tell us about witch eggs? <laughs> yeah, everybody. This week we're sponsored by witch eggs. Uh, I, um, I, I really... I. I have a lot of feelings about this whole setup and the, the witch dynamic especially is, is interesting. And the idea that, that there is a a magical girl fuel that witches have, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and, uh, I guess they're going to die if they don't eat enough witches. (laughs) Right. Well, by the, by using what we're led to believe here in this episode is that by using and I find this very interesting. There is sort of a mismatch between what is said and what is shown. So by using their powers, which are fueled by their soul gems, which was created by their contract with Cube, uh, and it's a source of their power, that soul gem, apparently they, the way they talk about it is their magic depletes and they need to replenish their magic. But when we see it happen later, she holds up her soul gem, which she says, oh, mommy's like, oh, my soul gem. See how like kind of clouded and faded it's gotten? And then she holds up the grief seed. And what we actually see is like cloudiness leave the soul gem and go into the grief seed. And it looks very much not like we're gaining energy from the grief seed into the gem. It looks like there's some sort of corruption in the gem that is now leaving right. and going yeah, into the, the grief like seed. Yeah, it's like a Brita filter or something. Uh-huh. <laughs> and... And I just find that really interesting. Again, I don't remember enough of the details to know whether that's significant, but like so much of what we're told about this plot feels very like I, filtered, you know? Uh, well, so and and because like there are two, two visual moments and this is <laughs> there's two visual moments, this one that you just mentioned and then another one we haven't started talking about yet. Um, I get the impression this episode was a little sliced for time. Um, there's a there's a couple moments of sloppy editing like. Mm-hmm. It's 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 nothing like when when Sailor Moon gets eviscerated, but there's a couple weird little little. <laughs> we'll talk about that. Yeah, there's shortly. a couple little editing gaps that <laughs> threw me for a loop. Uh, like there's a scene where it's especially exacerbated by so mommy's mommy's witch or her magical girl power. She can summon muskets. Yeah, uh, but it, it, because they're magic muskets, it's not really clear that they follow regular musket rules. So she summons a musket, shoots it, throws it away, and then we all know it, musket rules. <laughs> and, and, and then we we cut back to her st- like still holding a gun, still holding her musket. Um, right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not that it was like uh, this would not uh, affect my grade if I was if I worked for the AV club, but it's just <laughs> it was just a little tick that I was like, I think they were cutting for time anywhere they could. Well, and it also does seem that in kind of a, a like Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works sort of way, like they've oh, got no brother, no. Uh, well, it, right. <laughs> pause, <laughs> pause the podcast. No. no, no, you don't get to keep rolling and say <laughs> that. Well, what did you say? You're, I, I, you're in trouble, Mister. Tell us I, what you said. <laughs> there is a, there is a, I believe. I don't remember what the, I think they call them noble phantasms. There's sort of a, a you, like does it sort of a there's sort of it doesn't help. Uh sort of a special attack that characters in uh in 
Oh, you have to write that on the night. board a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> One of the special attacks is called Unlimited Blade Works, and this character can tap into sort of like a weapon space, like an alternate dimension where every weapon that's ever been used all exists at the exact same time throughout history, and he can summon like hundreds of Does them. Does this get and interesting? Like, and is and this I, a video game on your Atari? <laughs> very similar to me that she can kind of summon constant like like an innumerable tanigashima rifles the, out of absolutely so the nowhere. innumerable gun summons is is just visual porn it's just fight yes porn. it's and it i was sold on it it was fun yeah yeah i mean it's also at this point it's also hard to hard to fully analyze everything just because we still don't know yeah, the full sort of authorial intent and everything, right? Where, where tone is is trying to lead us. So we should talk about the ride along. Yeah. So, oh yeah, yeah, I wrote ride along as well. Yes. It's very, so, it's very like training it's day very situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So mommy explains you don't have to decide right away to make your Faustian bargain. You can. Well, well kind of. She. It does seem like. She's more or less like you're making this bargain. She just lets him ponder on the wish for a day or two. Yeah. So, so right. Cause you've been chosen, but yeah, you don't have to decide on your wish. So you can accompany me on some witch hunts, which yeah does like leave a little bit of a weirdness in, in, mm-hmm. <laughs> in that phrase. Um, yep. just because, you know, in, in reality, there were never any like, righteous witch hunts which is which is which got hunted <laughs> well yeah. good good witch hunts that you feel good about uh-huh. um so i, but, I really but, like when they show up for uh, this right because yes. she's like there was one maybe rasputin they got the witch rasputin <laughs> <laughs> after a lot of tries War- uh, royal warlock the warlock <laughs> when they when the two show up uh for this ride along i love this little character moment sayaka has brought along a baseball bat because she's like i don't fucking know whatever i want to defend myself and i don't know anything it's so fun playing with archetypes here because Mm -hmm. uh i mean perhaps i'm overly projecting because we're also watching sailor moon but i think it would be reasonable to compare her to sailor mercury as not only the second like she's the second main character, and she's, she's the blue hair kind one. of a yeah short blue hair. She's got it's a clear visual callback to me, um, mm-hmm. and she's nothing like Sailor Mercury. It's like and and by contrast, uh, Madoka is kind of a you know kind of a klutzy artsy. Uh, I mean, Sailor Moon's also a klutz, but like she's just got mm-hmm. totally different energy coming off of her, and I'm I'm digging yeah. what they're. What they're doing by sort of remaining true to the uh, melodrama of it all, but shuffling everybody around and creating an interesting new set of Power Rangers. Yeah. yeah. And what we get here is that we we have Sayaka being practical and knowing that they're going on a witch hunt. And so what she brings is a baseball bat. Like, yeah, I mean, I might need to protect myself. So here's a baseball bat. What did you bring, Madoka? <laughs> and she shows her sketchbook and she has drawn a potential magical girl outfit designs and that because is... her priorities are correct as fuck right uh-huh, uh-huh. this is correct when you think you're going to become a magical girl this is going to be your uniform forever <laughs> you fucking design that cute ass outfit i don't care who you are you got to be thinking about it uh-huh. this is your oc uh 
you have designed your your perfect poofs and frills and it's got to yes. be on point. And <laughs> no, that it it is such an amazing moment because not only does it explain like who they are as characters, it really also further further identifies these like this whole weird reality check of the series. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's because this... Madoka acts like you would expect a middle school girl to act. Madoka thinks she's going to be a card captor and Sayaka thinks that she's going to war. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yes. And it's so good. It's so tasty. Uh, this ride along she goes as they're as they're walking along. Mommy explains like, OK, yeah. So a lot of a lot of witch hunting is me walking around places where I think like really horrible shit's going to happen. <laughs> so like, you know, like bad street corners or fights break out out of the way places go. where people commit suicide hospitals with full of desperate people and i'm like jesus Ugh. christ this is bleak yeah <laughs> and sh- sure enough they find a, a an abandoned building where someone's jumping off the top of it and uh which and so- again is is such an uh, because uh Q-Bay offers wishes right it's sort of like mm-hmm. uh you know why is Q-Bay not recruiting people from the hospital uh, why yeah. are witches cursing people who are about to die? What's going on in this world? Yeah. I mean, that would be a re- also a really interesting idea if Cube was like outwardly being predatory about the selection in a way where it's I like, think he might hey, be. terminal cancer. Hey, Well, yeah, but like in a more bald way, like, hey, terminal oh, cancer right, patient, sure. I'll grant you, I'll make a wish you if you fight in my war. Hey, somebody but with like, a wish you has to, you have to make. Right. <laughs> yeah. As opposed to this. Which is different, and I, I'm more intrigued by it. You know, this is the second situation where we've sort of brought up the, the life circumstances of people getting or not getting wishes. And I, mm-hmm. I have to think at this point it's, it's going to pay off, but I'm still yeah. not sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a show about power that actually kind of takes the, like, moral repercussions of it mm-hmm. yeah. into consideration. Yeah, it's really um, interesting. To get to cut to, uh, so they they find this girl who is about to jump off the ledge. Although she's, it seemed like she she had what my impression was. They called it a witch's kiss, like which is also very Rory. Rory, can you tell us about our sponsor, Witch's Kiss? <laughs> my impression was that she did not. Uh, she wasn't a witch who was cursed. She was a girl who was uh-huh. in the proximity of the witch. Yeah, that's at the very least. It's what it seems to be. That's how it seems. Yeah. Uh, So they leave her and go off to fight the witch inside this this abandoned building. And it is pretty rad. The witch is um, animated all kinds of crazy. And the whole scene is is neat. Yeah. Um, Again, it's kind of like that paper craft serial killer note style. So there's some some paper craft stuff, but there's also some uh, some CGI and some uh, what do you call it? Um, What they do with the colors. It's, yeah, it's, it's mixed, a, yeah. this weird, like, mixed media hellscape that they uh-huh. portal into that of, yeah, like, yeah, like real objects, like a, you know, cotton that's been sort of glued to craft paper and, <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, it's weird. It's, it's and meanwhile, very, it's very cool. mommy is being incredibly sort of paint by, you know, paint by numbers anime and yeah. It's cool, it's well done, but it's it's nothing you haven't seen if you've seen any anime ever. So it, I, it creates a pretty interesting dynamic. Like the fight scene yeah. for for what it is was pretty entertaining. Yeah, especially because the witch itself 
is not a woman. No, it's like some sort of monster, some sort of fell, some sort it, of fell it, in, in incarnation like a, of evil. It's a weird like construction it's paper a, Cthulhu that. Yeah. Well, honestly, I don't know if this is just me having more knowledge or me having or just remembering oh, something. Here we go. No, oh, I'm just saying. I you're gonna say more knowledge of anime. You mean more knowledge no, of the show? No, not anime bullshit. I mean knowledge of the show or having remembered something. The uh, it is. It it's taken the form a, a very weird and kind of grossly misshapen. It's like a big rosebush. Yeah, That's there's a bunch right. of rose motif stuff. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it's really weird. Uh, one thing I want to call out that's like fascinating to me is that when we pan up and we first see the form of the witch, there's like this rose border that comes around the screen, and then like foomph, there's like. It's like it gets a title card, like it's an introduction of a character or something, except the title that we see is written in runes we can't understand. Yeah. And it's it's got a very cool energy, like a fighting game that's like in another like language. Dark Souls boss. I don't know. Uh-huh. It's, it's a little Dark Souls. Yeah. But it's no, it's it's really cool, especially because the choice here, obviously all the cool like mixed media artistic choices are cool, but to have a villain to have this enemy that we are told is the ultimate enemy that we have to fight, but you can't see them as people or as villains. Mm-hmm. Like you can't see their, their angry eyebrows and you can't, you know, they're not these like <laughs> droids or negaverse characters that can laugh and do villain stuff and say, Oh, ho, ho, you think <laughs> you've defeated me. And no, they're, they're like, they're, they're not like alien entities. Almost. They may as well be. That, yeah. Like, they don't can't... speak. They're not, even drawn like characters it's so cool and different and unsettling Mm -hmm. yeah and then after the after the fight we have the scene that we mentioned where they get the grief seed and they use it and uh it's you know that we're left with sort of this question of like what are you gonna do now because madoka has been watching mommy this whole time and being like Hot she, damn. Yeah, so that's what I was to say. So, so, well, she is a little hot damn, but Madoka seems split on whether to side with mom, Mommy or uh, uh, Akemi. Yeah, Homura, okay, yeah Akemi. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sayaka seems like she's pretty sold on the uh, yep. the narrative as presented to the viewer. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah, going to accept th- the call to adventure. Yeah, I, and I think, yeah, I think Madoka is kind of starting to grapple with She's, that split we talked about the sort of design mm-hmm. your costume versus bring a baseball bat uh mm-hmm. you know but she, there's here. no there's no denying and whether or not this is a good thing or a bad thing there's no denying that what madoka is really excited about is how cool mommy looked doing it she uh-huh. does it's think like, mommy's looks cool. it's all the artifice of it yeah yeah but she does seem attracted to the character of yep. kemi uh, mm-hmm. of like I feel like we could have been friends with her. And yeah. I, it, Mommy hits with a pretty good line when, you know, she's like, it takes, you know, two people yeah. to be friends. Yeah, which exactly. True. But yeah, it's well, like, it seems like Akemi is more good than we are presented with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she keeps mm-hmm. hitting Madoka with that whole, like, Don't. hey, if you cared about, if you have people in your life you care about, you should not do this. Yeah. yeah. Because it's going to fucking suck. So, like, please don't. Please don't. Because I'd rather actually kill your little, like, cat friend than have you go through with this. Yeah. 
And now there's one more thing that we need to talk about. Yes, we've painted okay. we've painted this world where witches, you know, as if per- perhaps in a in a wasteland where there's no fuel, uh, <laughs> trying to get <laughs> trying to get uh, fuel from witches and having to the fight guzzling? over it with yeah, with perhaps not unlike gasoline. <laughs> To tell us what we see in the next time on Austin. So, Rory, really quick, did you probably didn't watch past the credits, did you? I did not look at the next time after the credits. I didn't okay. know there was going to so be So there is there. a next time on title card that plays after the credits. <laughs> and they don't reveal much. They don't even really say what's going to happen next episode. But we, it's an illustration of all of our main characters. And then in sort of a large profile in the back is Lord Humongous from Mad Max 2. <laughs> Complete with hockey mask. Just walk away. Just walk away. Just walk away. Give me a pump and the whole compound, and I spare you lives. Just walk away, and there will be an end to the horror. I don't know why he's there. Why is Lord Humongous there? Hey, Madoka. Hey, all anime. What's going on? I tried Googling it and no one has answers for me. The closest I got that almost made some sort of perverse sense was that Road Warrior is Mad Max 2. And we just watched Madoka Magica episode 2, like Madoka Magica, like Mad Madge 2 and Mad Max 2. I don't know if that's what they were doing, but there's no other fucking reason for Lord Humongous (laughs) from Road Warrior to be in this magical girl show. So just walk away. (laughs) Oh, I think, well, I think that's good advice because we're at the end of our segment. So yeah. much like the, the great humongous's advice, let's just walk away. Andy, Andy. Hello. Hello. Oh, this character's fun. <laughs> Hello. This feels like Andrew. a guy that would lick a lick a foot. <laughs> hey, hey, Andrew, can you tell us about our very special message this week? Can you tell us about Simon has lost his Nintendo privileges? Yeah, so I guess this is this is a bit like uh, it's a bit like an ad, but it's more like a public service announcement that uh, that I'm doing sort of on behalf of me and anyone else who's ever really had anything like this happen or who might know a Simon or might know this particular Simon. We've all we've. <laughs> This particular Simon. <laughs> Funny little collection of words. Sorry. This Simon. This Simon has uh, has committed many crimes. We've we've gone over these before in other ads that we definitely did. Like Simon can't touch my my knives anymore, mm-hmm. and Simon get out of my bathroom. You know that's my bathroom. But this one this one's really gone across a, a particular line. Mommy and Daddy are busy. Simon. <laughs> yeah, that one didn't really seem to make it to Simon. He still walks in, but. You know, I'm hoping one of these will eventually reach him because Simon uh, Simon does things to Nintendos that, uh, that that go a little bit beyond the pale. Oh, he, Simon! Simon's a <laughs> Simon's a problem. You he kind of has an aura, like an aura of stickiness to Simon, and 
he, I, I'm not I'm not convinced that he even has to touch the Nintendo for this to happen, but somehow I leave the room, I walk back, and my my Sega tapes are entirely covered in a, in a layer of Simon film. So he hasn't done anything wrong, he's just too wet for Nintendo? He's too wet for Nintendo! He's got so many ickies and grossies all over his body that he just goes over and he's like, mm, what's this one here? Oh, it's a vintage copy of Legend of Zelda, and it's just ruined. Also, I would like to take a minute to put an ad within this ad. Yeah, please uh, because do. Because Saturday Morning Tuesdays would love is announcing our new t-shirt, Too Wet for Nintendo. <laughs> and we hope well, everybody picks one up. I think I think that's a really good point. Uh, but I, I'm, I'm worried that that kind of mixes our message a little bit because I don't want Simon to think that we even tacitly approve of what he's done to this Nintendo. No, of right. course not. No, we don't. I can't even get anywhere near it. These games won't run anymore. Underneath the underneath the text is a picture of Simon, and he's, there's a, a nice little red circle around it with a cross through it. And you can't even take good pictures of Simon because the, no. the, the, the film the gets refractory. on... It's horrible. His his goop gets on the lens of whatever camera you try and capture his likeness with, and it just turns into like a Bigfoot photo. Simon is impossible to capture. He's impossible to deal with, and he, you, he's impossible to live with. Well, I feel like goo comes out of his mouth like a Wild West water pump. You know, you can't you can't keep him where you want him, but you can tell him no Nintendo. Yeah, right. And we're that's what we're emphatically doing right now. So Simon and other Simons everywhere, if you're listening, get the fuck away from our Nintendos because we want these to be able to work. We we bought them to play games on. For Christ's sake, Simon. We bought them to play Sega tapes on, apparently. <laughs> Look, Simon, you're never gonna understand. I just need you to stay the fuck away from my Nintendo. Also, buy our shirt, too wet for Nintendo. <laughs> it's a real we're, shirt. We're gonna get Shane on it. And we're gonna get Shane on it and we're gonna make a shirt that says too wet. Everybody, welcome back. We're here in that luxuriantly chunky, hefty thickum, and uh, and we're just kind of sitting here enjoying our magical girls. And we have one more for you today. It is Sailor Moon, episode sixty-two, prediction of doom. Darian continues to have prophetic nightmares about Serena and questions the voice telling him to stay away from her. Meanwhile, the Negamoon once again attacks Rini. The Sailor Scouts save her, but a droid puts Sailor Moon into a deep sleep, causing her to dream of Darien. Out of fear of losing Serena, Darien rushes to her side as Tuxedo Mask and kisses Sailor Moon, passionately awaking her. Well, that's pretty much the whole episode, so... Yeah, we yeah, can... that's it. <laughs> we can just get the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed everything that happened around the main plot in this one. The plot is kind of exactly as you would expect. It's sort of rote at this point. Nothing ex nothing particularly new or exciting happens here. Yeah. But 
the the introduction of Darian's hunk cycle is very notable to me. Yes. Have we seen him? Yes. His nocturnal emissions. <laughs> <laughs> that too, his extremely sweaty tank top dream and his motorcycle. Oh, I like tank top. Uh, Bedtime uh, tank top uh, Darian. Uh, Serena. Uh. <laughs> There's just a lot of hunk content this week, and I'm feeling it. Because uh-huh. also we have the return of Andrew, our very safe oh, hunk. Oh, yes, yes. And God, it's just, it's great. Um, Okay, we're doing a bit of a Sleeping Beauty thing this week, as evidenced by the fact that He's... Serena's literally reading Sleeping Beauty to Rini at the beginning. And it's like, oh, okay, I guess this is what yeah. we're doing this one. It's like the episode where they did Shakespeare. It's like, okay, yeah, we're going to yep. do this. is going to be the whole episode. Cool. <laughs> All right. So I, 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 do, I do like that we're getting these baseline episodes that have a droid in it, but mm-hmm. it's not, it's still all plot relevant. Yeah. It, it still feels like everything matters. Oh, what I wish they'd be doing a little more is some solid AB plot stuff, only because yes. for, my biggest complaint of this, of this entire arc has been the dereliction of every other Sailor Scout. Yes. Right. Yeah. And, yes. And somebody, it should just have, she's hanging out with Jupiter. She's hanging out with Mercury. It doesn't really matter who, just cycle them around. Let's, let's get them, let's get them in on the action more often and more and earlier. Yeah. Because it seems like the past few weeks we've just been doing Ser- uh, Serena Rini plots and then when they it's get in trouble, the whole crew shows up for one little fight scene and then that's yeah. it. Yeah, uh, and we, we did get a, a little meetup with uh, with the whole team. Now, <laughs> something I wanted to mention because I think it came up a long time ago in our discussion of Sailor Moon that the animators are all men for this show. Uh huh. Probably. Okay. So so to con- to contrast this with Madoka, where the only I think speaking role a male character has had is <laughs> the incredibly hunky Garden Father. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it just it, it it's got sort of a fresh energy, mm-hmm. uh, and when we see the uh, the Sailor Scouts for the first time uh, together in Sailor Moon, all six of them are just deep throating popsicles. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, there's certain moments that you just can't deny. Like okay. We're doing this for now. <laughs> let's, let's move on, okay? Like, oops, and they fine. even mention it. It's so funny. Uh, I think it's I think it's Mercury who's like Sailor Moon. You're neglecting your popsicle. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did actually enjoy that You're, moment because was, oh, Ray's where Ray was neglecting her popsicle. I think. Well, but during this moment, they're recapping all of the world building and lore of the of the season so far. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. And Serena's still so glum about Darian that she hasn't paid attention to any of it. It's like, come on, Serena, we're recapping the show. Are you not? <laughs> Luna, Luna says, Serena, no. the topic at hand is Rini and all it's of a, her problems. It, it, it's, it's a fun <laughs> scene. It, it really is a fun scene. And uh, I give it a hard time for the... Uh, for the popsicle motif, but it, <laughs> it was funny. So yeah, um, yeah. So earlier in the episode, we had seen we've had Darian and his his sweaty dream, and <laughs> he's dreaming about Serena and he's yelling out her name. And we're gonna drop those clips, obviously. But yeah. Serena. 
Serena. It's when he really hits the <laughs> re part is the real fun. Well, and he has like such an extreme climax at the end of his, yeah. of yeah. his night dream. Serena! <laughs> <laughs> and we hear again that the, the spooky unidentified voice is telling him that he can't be with Serena because, you know, it'll fuck their lives up somehow. And he's like, that's bullshit. How do you know? And he's like, I've seen the future. Shut up. Wake up. And so Darian is kind of doubled, doubling down this week on he's trying to trying scare her to, off because she yeah, keeps following he, him around to his bridge, <laughs> to his brooding bridge. <laughs> my my bridge. bridge. This is my bridge. <laughs> he's like, he says, I thought I might find you here. He's like, yeah. I told you that in confidence. This is where I go to think, Serena. Fuck off. <laughs> and his new idea, and we find we find this particular detail out at the very end of the episode, but Andrew, uh, the, the, our, our favorite blonde hunk, Andrew has shown up, Darian's good friend. Andrew's little sister is here in town or whatever. It's and so frustrating that he's like, you know what will really fuck with Serena? How about I'll bring another underage girl around? Yeah. I know. And this his his idea, yeah, is to a- Andrew apparently asks him to take take uh, his little sister Lizzie home. And so he has her ride on the back of his motorcycle and he oh, makes a hawk. point Has of, he had this hog before? I don't, I don't first know. I think this is the first we've seen of his honk hog. I'm pretty sure he had a bike before, like a like a bicycle. <laughs> Before. Yeah, it's now he's cruising around like Batman on this thing. <laughs> yeah, strong Batman vibes, actually. <laughs> and he drives by with this cute girl on the back of his bike, and he specifically drives to Serena, who is like, she she's a she's a cousin of yours or some other relative, isn't she? And he goes, Since when do I have to report in and tell you who all my friends are? Get a life, Serena. And it yeah. Ugh. I mean, we do know, we do know from our sort of like omniscient point of view that he's trying to scare her off. And, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and in that scene, it's, it's kind of played for a laugh because she gets these sort of, uh, extreme tears. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then we do cut to her in the middle of the night, just drowning her sorrows in the fridge. She's just <laughs> oh, got her man. face, she's got her face <laughs> in the fridge. She's just hoovering up whatever she can. It's, it's funny, so- but it hits home. It's so sad and funny because it's just it's so comical the idea that she's wants sad midnight food but she can't be fucked to go to the table. She just sits down on her ass in front of the open fridge eating straight out of the fridge. Yeah, she's like, eating she's onions so sad and she tomatoes. can't move. <laughs> <laughs> and it's amazing and, it, and horrible. It's so sad. And uh Rini catches her in her uh, shame meeting and this sets Rini off. Um we're still not totally sure what Rini does and doesn't know, but she's quite upset by uh, the rift between Darian and Serena for the first time. Yeah, although first, I just, we have to play Serena's, like... Oh, her squeakiness? Her oh, squeakiness and her all of her dialogue at the fridge. <laughs> yeah, um, it's Because Terry does an incredible job at it. <laughs> Serena, what on earth are you doing? <laughs> You'll have a terrible time getting to sleep if you eat all that stuff, Serena. I don't care. I just don't care if I don't sleep or if I get fat. And Darian's got himself a new girlfriend. And now that my guy's got himself a new girl, I'm just going to eat away my sorrows. I think, honestly, Rini, given how much we're, we're being shown that Rini is like, in love with Tuxedo Mask in like that weird way that kids want to marry their dads in anime. 
I think tell more me what she's it. upset about. <laughs> more what she's upset about, I think, is that the idea that Darian has a girlfriend. She's like, or won't even won't be coming around anymore. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it's it's a weird it's a weird little moment, but uh, she runs off, and this is when we introduce the the droid. Something that I find funny is that when Rini's distressed, uh, she sets off a giant beacon, mm-hmm. a giant laser beacon. <laughs> so so she's almost hit by a truck while she's running running around Tokyo. Um, uh, you know, it, <laughs> but I just think it's so funny that they we cut to the. Uh, the Negamoon sisters, and like, uh, they tell Rubius, that's the the boy, yeah, right? Rubius. They they report to Rubius, like we found her. He's like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course. She explodes with a giant "I'm right here" arrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and 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 Serena can feel it too. Yeah, everybody knows the arrows there. It's like it's yeah. not you. <laughs> nobody's special for finding her. <laughs> Yeah, and so they send a new droid. We get Droid Hypnotica this week, uh, who shows up and, in in true Sailor Moon villain fashion, says her own name. She goes, <laughs> Hypnotica! <gasps> Look into my eyes. It's my favorite Lady Gaga album. <laughs> <laughs> Pokemon rules, baby. Yeah, <laughs> and... The the upsetting thing that happens to Serena is that Hypnotica puts her into a coma, and well, no one no one can help. Before that, um, or or I guess during that, uh, the droid Hypnotica. I want to play. She does like a weird song, oh, or the some kind of song? strange chant. Yeah, <laughs> and then the uh, the Sailor Scouts have uh, you know have have their back, and they show up and go to sleep, go to sleep. Where'd you learn to sing yodeling school? <laughs> it's not this. Sick burn of the week. I mean, it, 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 it's it, it's 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 very much not um, relatable. Uh, yeah. But even as you start to deconstruct, you're like, well, even if you, if you don't like yodeling school, <laughs> even if you don't like yodeling, they can sing. Like they, they yeah. went, that's a, they're still trained yodelers. <laughs> Rory's got to stick up for his Scandinavian brethren. I do. I just didn't, I just thought it was an odd diss. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. I think, I think this is the first time that Luna has significantly involved Darian in the plot. Yeah. To, to my knowledge. Their first conversation. This is the first time in, what are we at? Like 60, 70 episodes in? 62. Yeah, 60 yeah. some. 62. Uh, fucking Luna finally shows up. Her sort of, you know, emotionally withholding cat uh-huh. familiar slash mother <laughs> figure finally finally comes to the fucking rescue. And yeah, I was she here She leaps for through it. Darian's window, jumps on his dick while he's asleep. <laughs> gets wakes little, him up. Gets a little for Luna. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, she definitely pounces on his crotch and he wakes up. Um... <laughs> And tells him to go, oh. you know, really like go to her. Darian's packing. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a tree branch. 
this cat cries while she's talking to him, and it's uh, yeah. it's good. It's it's yeah. pretty good. Darian, you have to come with me. Sailor Moon's in great danger. She's falling into an eternal sleep, and you've got to come wake her up. No one can do it but you. But I can't do it. I know you still care about her. So why must you continue to avoid her? She's running out of time. Go to her. Hop on that motorcycle. <laughs> yeah, this moment is probably the best thing that's ever happened because Darian yeah, they gets on his do hog a full, cycle. They just do a full Akira montage uh-huh. while he's riding uh-huh. his, while he's riding his hog through Tokyo. <laughs> he does. He's dressed as Darian. Uh, in sort of a quick cut, he's jumped his motorcycle like seven feet in the air, and suddenly he's transformed. He's dressed as Tuxedo Mask, and his like Batman cape billowing in the wind as his <laughs> fucking hog flies through the air. It is a good <laughs> look. It is a yeah. real good look. Yeah, and they spent all the budget on that one sequence because they reuse it later in the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I didn't look into it. I wonder if that's like a, an original reuse or a dub reuse. So you know, sometimes I, they'll repeat footage. I actually, <laughs> I actually watched the second half of this episode also in the uh, original because wow, I saw some really well. I saw some funky cuts, and I was like, "There's got to be a story here." So uh, I did watch the second half, and what we miss, and it's totally baffling, but they cut out this whole sequence, and we see a bit of it in the dub. Of Serena, we see Serena's perspective when she's asleep. Mm. And she's as this little chibi version of Serena. And she's in this weird, like, nega space with this pair of eyes that are, like, watching. And she sees Darian and she's, like, her voice is all high-pitched and silly. And she's, like, calling after Darian. And it's really weird that they cut it out because in order to bridge the gap to where they cut it, they reuse old footage and do like star wipes. Yeah, totally. To, yeah. to like not have it, but it takes up just as much time as the sequences do. So it doesn't, it doesn't I, make any sense. I wonder sense. what the fucking rationale is. It's really weird, I, especially because they bring it back home when Darian finds her and kisses her and wakes her up. They show that view and the eyes are there and they go, no, what have you done? But, you know, right. So that part made it in, but they just, I don't know, they cut it out. Odd. Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. Um, and it, it did make me remember that, like, watching the original, there is a lot more interesting subtext and authorial intent yeah, that comes yeah, across yeah. that we are really losing. And yeah. it is, I, I know in many ways. <laughs> oh, 100%. <laughs> I'm sorry, Serena. Um, but, like, the th- yes, but, like, it is a little unfair to the show to do this kind of deep magical girl analysis when we're really not getting yeah that's reasonable the the full content here um especially even just the the segment pull a (laughs) ripcord let's do let's pull a ripcord no but even (laughs) even in the bits we missed there was even lines of dialogue about like serena was talking about taking away her like choice to do stuff like it was just like there was there was like interesting meaty lines that we lost uh, mm-hmm. in yeah. favor of other stuff uh, just stupid bullshit in the dub so in favor of mo- in favor in favor in favor of just a man on his hog just a man about town <laughs> well, yeah more more hog shots but also like replaced with <laughs> just like nega trash <laughs> trash talk it's it's yeah Please go to thumb. our website, www.hogshots.com. <laughs> hogshots. Darian, <laughs> Darian's Hogshots. 
Um, <laughs> no, as a rule of thumb, I think whenever Serena spends a lot of time talking about nega trash, there's a, it's actually replacing a much more interesting line. But, <laughs> right. Uh-huh. You know, the things we gain. Uh. Yeah, so we get this Sleeping Beauty moment. Darian shows up and kisses her, and she wakes up. Uh, we get a very weird comeback uh, where Hypnotica is like, Lights up for you. It's past your bedtime. I'll say when it's my bedtime. Thank you. Uh, actually, I'm 15 now, and my bedtime's 1130. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just this is very weird. It's like that's not as that's not as cool as you thought it sounded. <laughs> also uh, an odd an odd uh sort of like secondary power of Hypnotica when uh Serena wakes up and so Hypnotica just tries to like dive inside of her as smoke. Yeah. Yeah, she becomes like a nightmare <laughs> being. And yeah. uh is it Jupiter who fumbles around trying to like grab it with her hands? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we also lost a, an, an interesting thing with Mars. And Rory, I know this will be heartbreaking, but we, um, in the original version, Sailor Mars, when she does her quote, new move, and they're like, whoa, is that a new move, Sailor Mars? Uh, <laughs> we actually move. see it. There's like a fire demon that Sailor oh. Mars is channeling, and she's like counting. And it's mm. really badass. And it, it flashes to fire, and it's like a legit demon that she's actually just like yeah i'm not surprised the fight scene's super truncated when the when the scouts show uh-huh. up yeah well yeah. And, and so we're and it, yeah we're missing all that i mean it dovetails nicely with the sort of bullshit that they were doing about like i mean you know no kids can't read harry potter because of it, it's satanic with witches and shit like there, there's so much like panic about like I can i can see them not wanting to have ray literally summon what looks like a demon from hell uh, but it's could very just be cool. like, right, right. I just think you know Which it could is, just be that, problem, that sort of right? that sort of think of the children narrative. Sort yeah. of stepping she's in, still you know? she's still canonically a literal witch. Yeah, yep. that is true. <laughs> so uh, after the yeah. kiss happens, Darian runs off. He he has to explain again. Like no, oh, no, he doesn't. I don't run love off. you. Well, he yes, he motorcycles <laughs> off to his to his his thinking bridge. Where he does the manliest thing ever and cries tears onto his motorcycle helmet. <laughs> Crying manly tears on my motorcycle helmet. <laughs> Thinking about the ones I've lost. These are tears it's, for they, the they road. Leave, they leave lightning bolt streaks on the side, down the side of the... <laughs> Did you know men's tears are acid and they etch whatever they fall upon? God, I really wish they could have dropped like a Michael Bolton song happening. While he was doing uh, or, that. or get Stan Bush back, man. Yeah, fuck. That's right. They can just pull Stan Bush whatever they want. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's it's a it's a kind of a sad ending. And that this is when Serena like learns that the girl was actually Andrew's little sister. And it's like, oh, OK, Darian wasn't cheating on me. Maybe I do have a chance. And uh, it's kind of where we end. And uh, we sort of have a unremarkable sailor says this week. Yeah, we do. Uh, it, yeah, I it's just talking about like, stranger danger. Wait, wait, wait. Because I, I, they do talk about stranger. I say, I feel like this is evidence of the opposite of a chance. Like, what's worse? <laughs> what's yeah. worse? Your ex rebounding or intentionally like going, <laughs> bringing around a friend to masquerade as dating? <laughs> Which one? To, to piss you off. Just to piss you off, yeah. Yeah. Right. No, he just wanted to hurt me. 
He's not actually following his own needs. Although, although they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, although when we see him, when he meets Andrew's sister for the first time, he gets full red face. Uh, yeah. And again, upsetting because children. Um, yeah. But also it was like, it seemed like he had, gen- it, it felt like an unfair telegraph to the audience. If the, if he was just, if it was just a platonic, a platonic hog ride through, you know, well, <laughs> is any really? You want to you ride? You want to ride my hog, like his friends, though. You guys, this is such a great week. This was mm-hmm. one of my favorites, I think, if not the favorite of our magical go arc so far. Oh, really? I think well, so. Why did you? Why was uh, it your favorite, Rory? Well, Sailor Moon was a hot mess, but it, it was a hot mess with content. And it was a hot mess with hogs and weeping bridges sure. and <laughs> and uh, and uh, refrigerator mistakes. Yes. Oh, man. I, God, I love her refrigerator <laughs> meltdown. <laughs> well, no, I, I agree with you. And Madoka was straight fire. Yeah. yeah. These episodes, maybe, I think both of them aren't the most remarkable episodes, right? Like, we talked about it with Sailor Moon. Like, yeah, it doesn't really change that much. It's, you know, kind of rote. But even with Madoka, like, we kind of, aside from some some info dump that we get about, like, the nature of witches and and uh, and magical girls, we sort of end episode two in the same place that we started episode two with them not knowing what to wish yeah, for true. and not having That's done true. it. That's true. But, but with the knowledge of what it what it cost them, yeah, better established. I think that these are both really interesting because they were incredibly watchable. They were like really entertaining, even if they didn't like move the needle like a huge amount towards like the sure. plot. I think that there, so often for our podcast, we have to watch things that feel like either we have to struggle to make sense of the plot, or the plot is so little that it's like it's tough for us to focus. And I don't know. I like when we get that balance uh, in in shows. I mean, we have to watch good content for that to happen. But uh, yeah, man. But it's nice. It's nice. I really enjoy it. And I'm glad you guys are still enjoying Madoka. We'll have one more week. Rory, last week you told me privately that you thought maybe you would binge the whole rest of the show. I think I will. I I think I'll watch the show once once we're done with it. Yeah, I can see myself doing that, too. But it's not a competition. Are you going to do it now or are you going to do it after next week? Well, I had said I would at least wait until the to the third week. Um, mm-hmm. If I find myself, uh, I mean, and in a pandemic, this is not it's not hard to scrounge up a little <laughs> extra time. Um, yeah, I, I want to sort of I wanted to make sure I preserved this week as, uh, you know, coming in with with the expectation of only watching one episode. Yeah. Uh, since next week is our last one, I may at least start the series this week. Sure. Even if I don't get around to finishing it. I'm going to try and binge the rest of it so that I can answer any questions you guys might have in a way that's like not spoilery, but like, you know what I mean? Because right. cause it's been long enough. But uh, but yeah, I'm really excited for you guys to, to see the whole thing. It's a uh, it's a cool piece of content and and I'm, I'm glad we're watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Here's yeah. for here's for magical yeah. girls. Yeah. Do, yeah. Do do. Do, do, yeah. Do, do. yeah. You guys remember that yeah. Usher song? Austin. Austin, you know this Usher yeah. song, right? Yeah. You got to be able to nail it. You got to really be able to nail that. Yeah. <laughs> so in this part of the podcast, we're going to replace it uh, with oh. something else that 
will come just up the, with I just think, the later. full the full three minutes and fourteen seconds of yeah <laughs> of ushers sure. yeah. Yeah, I mean, we, we'll we'll have cut some of it at the very least, but then we'll definitely mm. replace it with something far better. Uh, <laughs> and and I think with that, with just knowing that we're going to, you know, replace this whole sort of back section, I mm. guess mm-hmm. we'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>